0: Take back Alberta. If you're a Politico in Alberta, or you've even just paid passing attention to politics in Alberta—and be pretty hard not to these days—you've um, probably heard of that group. But um, who are they? Depending on who you talk to, you'll get a different answer. Um, is it just a, a ragtag group of grassroots activists, you know, using their shoe leather politics to the best of their ability or is it a shadowy group of puppet masters that have control over the ucp and our premier like i say depends on who you ask but we can ask somebody who actually knows for sure carrie tate of the globe and mail spent months working to answer that question her report ran this weekend i highly recommend it uh it's exceptional as i said uh david parker who is the leader the founder of take back alberta commended her on twitter for getting it right and doing the work and committing herself to some really good journalism. And I don't think her story would be considered a glowing review by some members of Take Back Alberta. So uh, I, that lends some credence to the accuracy of her reporting. And I'm glad that she has time to join us today. Carrie, thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate your time. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, great story, by the way. R- really good work. Um, let's start right at the top here uh take back alberta so you spent like just how did you go about investigating this how much time did you invest and what did you do to try and get the answer to that question that a lot of people are asking
1: uh it did take a lot of time um the first story i actually wrote on them was in october and that's where i sort of found that they were interesting and they were getting you know uh more people were starting to pay attention i was following along with their online stuff and could see them racking up these wins within the UCP party, taking over the machinations of power from within. So a lot of it was just watching and paying attention. And then I asked like, hey, can I go to a meeting? Because that was the thing. People were writing and talking about Take Mm -hmm. Back Alberta, but no one had gone and done the talking. What took a long time Sorry, if you don't mind me sort of keeping so going here. Go ahead, yeah. it? I really wanted David Parker, um, he's pretty open, like he talks when media calls. But I wanted to hear from the people who were participating in it. Why were they attracted to David? Not necessarily just what is David's message. David will tell you what his message is. And doing that, of course, meant um, gaining trust, and I really wanted to get that right. And so we took took our time.
0: And um, like you went, like you say, you went to the meetings. You met with David Parker. So can, can mm. you answer the question? I mean, when we talk about Take Back Albert, I mean, who are they? What are they? That's what everybody keeps asking. And like I say, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of different answers. How would you answer that, Carrie?
1: When you say there's all kinds of different answers, that's exactly right. I mean, David Parker is absolutely an experienced political political operative. People within the Conservative Party, like mainstream operatives um, politicians, they don't like him. He is an outcast. There's no gray area there, and he's happy to paint himself as an outcast because he's making this pitch to all of these other Albertans across that. He's just like them, outcast and angry at regular politicians as well. And so when you ask who's in it, this is sort of the spectrum as well, part of just, you know, regular people at home. But the base of the party is still made up of people who participated at the Coots border blockade or sympathized with it. The same with the Ottawa convoy. That was the, that's the base of this network. It's not a party. It's like a network, an affiliation. And... David Parker tapped into that ready-made group of people and harnessed that
0: energy. And he says as much. He says this all started because he was angry with Jason Kenney and the vaccine mandates. That's where this all started. He wanted Kenney out. That was his first goal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was his first goal. And it's hard to tell how much Take Back Alberta, how much credit it gets for that. That was sort of more in its early days. It, It contributed, but it wasn't the you know sole factor i don't even know if it was the largest factor but it was it played a role and then maybe um helped get danielle selected as the leader of the ucp and now the goal is uh keep out in david's view you know the destructive socialist ndp
0: Right, exactly. And we'll get to that and their goal in a second. But let's go back to the history a little bit here. David Parker, like you say, he's well known, right? And a lot of conservatives have disavowed him. What do we know about his background? Where did he come from to get to this point?
1: David starts all of his Take Back Alberta meetings by, with his own profile. So, you know, he tells the story about how he was a homeschool son of a pastor and a homeschool facilitator from Haynes, Alberta. And that's sort of him saying to a lot of these people, you know, I'm just like you. I'm from rural Alberta. You know, um, he puts emphasis on, you know, his ties to Christianity, that type of thing. And then he tells, you know, his story goes that he ends up participating at local politics when he was like 14. And the message is, you know, it's not because he was special. It's because he showed up. And that's what he's trying to tell people. Like, all you got to do is go and you can get power. He ends up in Ottawa working at the premier's, uh, pardon me, the prime minister's office. He works in various minister's offices. He made enemies there. And he's upfront about that. He, you know, sent texts that are inappropriate, he paints himself as this political assassin. Some of it's hard to tell how much of that is exaggeration, how much of it's accurate, but there's no doubt um, that mainstream conservatives dislike him deeply.
0: Um, and like you say, he sort of wears that as a badge of honor, and it's part of his credibility. Yeah. To what end? Like, well, what does he want to see conservative politics look like? What are his values? What are his guiding principles? What does he want?
1: Well, that's a great question. This, this Take Back Alberta is not just about this election. Obviously, they're fired up. And it's not just about controlling um, the apparatus of the United Conservative Party. So right now, you know, the goal is the election. The next goal is continue to take over uh, seats on the provincial board. Another, the other half of those seats of the UCP board come up again this year. The local constituency boards, that's all in the works. Mm-hmm. But the big goal, one of the things I asked him was, well, what do you do after the election to keep everyone excited? And he said to me, school boards, it's the long march through the institutions. So The idea isn't necessarily control just power in the way that we think of it in provincial politics or Canadian politics in Edmonton and Ottawa. It's your local school board, your library board. Um, One of the examples he even brought up was the College of Physicians. It's getting um, social conservatives like him activated and engaged in politics. So it's influencing power by you know, pulling on those levers, not necessarily being the MLA, but having influence over that
0: person. And they've done that very successfully at the party level when it comes to the UCP, have they not? In terms of the party board and nominations and all the rest of that stuff, they've really, I I don't know if you want to call it quiet power. Like you say, it's not necessarily the MLA, it's not the premier, but it's still pretty effective and they've done a good job with that.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's worked out better than um, David Parker's wildest dreams uh, that they ended up with the about half of the um, UCP board members at the provincial level now sympathize with TBA or are outright, you know, would wave a TBA flag. Um, by his count, he, there are people who align with his network on thirty of the eighty seven UCP boards and they control um, seven of them, then there's like another one that would definitely kind of align with them, but not as tightly. So he's racked up wins. And that's really key in his strategy as well for his followers to see that this works. He can say to them, look, we're winning, we have momentum. He has had losses as well. Let's not pretend that this has just been, uh, you know, the David Parker show the whole time. But he's has enough evidence that when he's standing in front of people who are angry but don't know what to do politically, that he can say, follow me, I've I've figured this out.
0: I have so many more questions. Can you hang on for a second? We'll take a break and come back. (laughs) A little bit, sure. Okay, great. Thanks very much, Carrie. We're talking with Carrie Tate, who is a reporter with Globe and Mail, who did a deep dive into the Take Back Alberta movement. We'll get more from her when we come back right after this. We're talking with Carrie Tate, a reporter with the Globe and Mail, uh out of the Calgary bureau who's done a deep dive into Take Back Alberta, the group led by David Parker, um that uh has well, varying levels of influence depending on who you talk to and Carrie, um th- that's where I'd like to pick up and again, thanks so much for staying with us. Um there are those who say that this group is not just a bunch of grassroots activists. They have they're The Puppet Masters, they're pulling the springs inside the Premier's office. What are the links between Take Back Alberta, David Parker, and Premier Daniel Smith?
1: This is a bit hard to judge, but through the reporting, we came out with the clearest link between David Parker and the Premier. Uh, Daniel Smith attended Parker's wedding in March in Canmore, and so if there was ever any question about whether there's a friendship or how close they are that sort of addressed that now as for the question of does that mean that you know sure is he a puppet master how much influence do they have that's a little bit more of a gray area some of it remains just sort of this spoken or unspoken threat that you know take back alberta could turn on danielle smith or whoever the leader is in the same way you know that he believes you know he pitches it that they turned on jason kenney so that sort of In the background. The other thing is there's an argument over what TBA means for UCP's future. Does bringing in more people on the right flank of the party, does that upset those who are more moderate and progressive? Um, You know, there's a clear sign that there's tension there. But on the other hand, people make an argument that bringing those people in at least for the time being, kept UCP united. Yeah. That it gave those people a place to stay rather than search around for something like the Wild Rose Independence Party, the Alberta Prosperity Project, something like that. But there's definitely close ties we now see between the Premier and, and David Parker.
0: What about funding? Do we know, um, you know, they, they are they are listed as a third-party advertiser. Um, do we know about their, their money, where it comes from, who might be funding them, or how much money they even have?
1: This is a bit tricky as well, and I don't have the full answer on this yet. Um, right now, they're funded, or I guess we should start sort of at the beginning, that we don't know, we don't have transparency on where their money came from at the beginning, before they were an official third-party advertiser. Uh, David Parker talks about, he he did say to me, like, the biggest funders they ever had were, like, 3000 or $5,000. Know, a lot of people talk think there's big money behind it. If there is, I don't know. There might be. There might not be. What we can see publicly, because they're a third-party advertiser in uh, 2022, there was a you know a little bit of money, but not massive. You know, deep pockets. Right now, they pass around a hat at the end of every meeting. Um, it ends up with some hundred-dollar bills in it, some fifties, some twenties, some tens. So not giant, but um, not insignificant when you're doing a couple of these meetings a week.
0: Um, and I guess ultimately, the and the final question here, and you got some great reporting on this. I mean, the quotes from uh, David Parker saying, you know, that a small minority has taken over the legal system, the education system, the medical system. And they're dictating to people what's true, what you're allowed to believe. Uh, but he says the majority of people are like us. What does he want? Like you say, he's got concerns with society. I heard in the podcast talking about the downfall of society and what. So ultimately, his values are socially conservative if we had to define it would that be the easiest way to sum it up
1: yeah absolutely um it is tricky to define but he's uh very clearly on social and, and publicly it's not yeah, like it's yeah, a exactly. giant secret we've uncovered he's very clearly on the social conservative side uh he along with you know his tba followers believe very much in in individuals understanding of rights and freedoms And there's definitely, and again, it's not a hidden thing. It's not a shadowy thing. Um, Christianity is a uniting
0: theme. Right, exactly. Carrie, thank you so much for your work, and thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it.